What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. So on today's episode, I don't know if I'm going to be talking about any specific cards, I guess, because I, I mean, I just I, there was something that happened on TikTok that I thought was interesting, and it's not necessarily what happened on TikTok. It was some of the comments that I was getting, and it made me sort of realize a larger perspective of the hobby and how people view it. And I know I've talked about this in the past, but there's <clears throat> there's this thing that I've been I don't know if it's my idea or if it's if it's like a actual idea, but I call it like the boogeyman concept where like we I and I fall into this trap first of all. I think that's also important to to talk about in this type of environment where you know I I see stuff on social media where people will be so and it and it's it's the thing that you see like in articles all the time like like BuzzFeed or I mean not even BuzzFeed like regular news outlets like even like big outlets like not maybe not ESPN but like places will say people are talking about such and such and they think such and such about the thing and it's like it's literally but it'll literally be like one thing or like one tweet or like there was this really weird thing that happens on Twitter sometimes where like I think there I think it's like a marketing campaign in a way because what'll happen is like there'll be this random hashtag that'll be trending and it's like a ridiculous concept it's like not like a thing and specifically you know it, it honestly specifically in this scenario it was uh I think it was like it was uh a, like a year ago or a year and a half ago when like Disney came out and said that the, I think they were coming out with like a like a black aerial and like everyone was tweeting hashtag not my aerial, but like then you go into the hashtag and there's literally every single tweet is about like the hashtag and why it's disgusting and why it's bad. And then you find like it was literally one tweet out of like a hundred or hundreds of tweets being like, This is ridiculous. Why are they why is Disney doing this? It's like so I you know, in my mind, I thought that was actually like a marketing thing. Like I think somehow, you know, Disney is I don't know if they're the one doing it or if it's somebody else doing it, but like the, the the outrage, I guess, is really not as big a deal as maybe some of us think. And like I said, it's definitely something that I fall into myself. Like you know, I I, I guess it kind of depends on what you're looking for, and it's all it, like I said, it's about perspective in the hobby and your your experience in the hobby. Ex, your experience in the hobby changes your perspective of different things. And I'll get into that in a little bit because it has to do with the comments on TikTok. But like I said, I think the the boogeyman kind of thing, it's like we we in the hobby, and like I said, I as well, we think that a lot of people think a certain thing, even though it's like one tweet or it's like one person said it on Instagram or it's like there was one Instagram post about this thing. And it's like you, you the perception I think that a lot of people fall into is that like if one person said it, then there must be multiple different people saying it. And even if you aren't doing the research and looking into it, you know, I would say nine times out of 10, you'll fall into this scenario where not that many really people, not that many people are really talking about it for, and for example, and then I'll get into the TikTok comments. People are talking about, and like, I, I may be doing it right now, but I've specifically seen the. I, I'm specifically talking about the scenario that I think other people are falling into. People are talking about like Wander Franco and Jared Kalenic not having good seasons and that like their cards are crashing or their cards are doing bad. And people are like defending them and, you know, 
anybody with half a brain realizes that like just a, a player isn't defined by the first ten games they play in their career for most most unless you're Jeremy Lin, but like. Wander Franco and Kalenic, even though you know they may not like Franco hit a home run in his major league debut. First of all, but second of all, you're not th- those players aren't going to be defined by the first ten games that they're playing throughout their career. So you know, I saw people on Instagram saying defending Wander Franco, saying that people were talking about him negatively, and I'm like, I just think that it may not. It's I think that it's not as big a deal as maybe people think it is sometimes. Um, and it happens to me too. It like, it always, and that's one of the things like, I, I always talk about my experience and how I feel about hobby stuff, because I think that's the only thing that I can really be sure of, you know, but there is times where I'll fall into the, I'll fall into the scenario where I'll say that there's a ton of people talking about this one thing when realistically it's only like one or two things. So the thing that happened on TikTok specifically was I posted about the Topps Chrome Champions League and that I thought it's product of the year and I need to do, uh, I, 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 I do think that, but I, be, you know, and actually I, that's what I think. I think it's going to be product of the year for sports cards and because of the amount of rookies I'm seeing coming out of the product and the amount of color that I'm seeing coming out of the product. And just, you know, I, I was talking to, uh, let me get that podograph and I was on his show and I think we were talking about the or, or I was no I was on Letter Rip, which is his show where he opens products. Uh, and one of the, the product that he was opening when I was on his show was the top. No, it was the Tops UEFA uh, um, Museum Collection. And I equated essentially what Champions League products are to like if you were to if you were to take in America, football, baseball, basketball, and hockey, and you were to take the top t- top 10 to 15, or even 20, maybe 25, whatever. If you were to take the top 25 players from each sport, or no, let's say top 10, top 15 players from each sport, and then like the top 10 rookies, and then you were to just put them into one product, and it was an all-licensed product, it was everything. That's what the UEFA Champions League product is. Basically, I would say that's how I would equate it. And... The one thing that I thought was that was super interesting was that I was getting a ton of comments on TikTok about how the product, the quality control wasn't good, but then I got a ton of comments about how the quality quality control of the product was good. Um, so and, and to me, I, well, because I and I try and respond to most comments. Like sometimes I fall, I don't, I don't, but um, I'm usually reading most of the comments that are coming in. So like. It was it was kind of split up between the product is good and the product is bad, and it realistically it made me realize that like everyone's perception, like everyone's perception of that product is probably it's it's different based on how well they did in their when they got the product itself. Like you know, because I saw some people were were commenting about. Uh, how they got a bunch of really great cards out of there. But then, like I said, some people were commenting about how the quality wasn't good. So it's like those people's perceptions of the product itself are are weighted. I'm trying to think of the exact word. Are formed by the fact that they either had a good or a bad experience opening up that product. And I think it's the same with like with with uh, check on my cards. Sometimes you know I see a lot of people giving them flack on. Twitter and on Instagram about how like they were they're shipping stuff they're shipping 
process wasn't great. I mean, during the pandemic, I, I, I wasn't expecting much, so I'm surprised that I was seeing as many people talk about the shipping of the check on my cards. But, you know, I saw a ton of people talking about, you know, they weren't happy with with how check on my cards was running uh, their business in a way. And to me, I was like, I, I've never really had an issue with check on my cards. Now, I wasn't, and this is the point, I wasn't trying to get my cards shipped. So my opinion on check on my cards was based off of, you know, buying and selling cards mostly. I I have gotten cards shipped in the past, but that was like, that was uh, probably like in early 2019. So it was like, sure, it took like a week or two, but it wasn't, there, there was no, um, Real issue, I guess, with the with the product shipping, like how there probably was during uh, when things were shutting down a little bit, and but there were people that were you know angry on Twitter and on Instagram about the shipping, and so their perception of check on my cards is changed because they were having issues with the they were having issues with the, you know the um the platform, and I haven't had those issues, so for me, I guess. I sometimes have to look at when people are saying that and realize that, like I've been saying, their opinion is weighted more or less on their experience. And I think we forget that sometimes in sports cards. And, you know, you see, I'm just using specific examples that I can think of. You know, if, and this is, or maybe this isn't an exact example, but it's like if you're a seller on eBay and you're going to sell your first card or something like that, and somehow you get scammed, like realistically, you're probably going to look at eBay and be like, that's a scam. Like you're getting scammed if you sell on eBay. Like I don't think that necessarily may, that may be a hypothetical that's never really happened, but I, I don't think it's a hypothetical that the that a person has tried to sell something on eBay and they got scammed the first time they did it. I'm sure that's got to have happened based on how often you see you know people complaining about issues with the platform um and i think if you if you look at the the broader picture of sports cards there are so many individual things that can go right and can go wrong that it's like it's hard to paint everything with a broad brush because all i talked about this on the last on one of the last podcasts like each scenario i think is so nuanced that it's it's hard to really pull all the facts and look at all the facts when, like, that's not what social media has been built for necessarily. Like, the platforms of social media, like, the engagement comes from people complaining and people, you know, not liking something and then finding a bunch of people that also don't like that thing. It's just, it's it's not necessarily, I don't think it's, good for us in a way but I'm not going to sit here and say social media is bad for us like some people but I think like overall social media has its flaws and I think it's the same way with sports cards like I think sports cards in general there are some good things about a- aspects about social media with sports cards but then there's some negative things about sports cards and the aspects and everything that goes into social media when it comes to cards as well and I don't know why sometimes I do this to myself like I know I know Gary Vee has talked about this. Like if you go out looking for bad stuff on social media, you're gonna find bad stuff on social media. If you go out looking for good stuff on social media, you're gonna find the good stuff. Like you are inherently going to be thinking in a certain way that you view it that you view it one way rather than the other. And I mean I definitely think that's true. Like for me, I'm trying to use social media in a way that lets me create content. And I'll explain that. Like I'm 
I'm more or less going out on social media looking for pieces of content that I can create or just use for using somehow take the news story or take a sale or, you know, change, not really change anything about a story, but like here's the story and I, now I can talk about it on social media. Like the stories themselves, you're seeing more and more often like these types of things. And I, I guess I don't always report on like the top news, but it's like I'm going to report on stuff that I'm interested in and I, that I think other people find interesting, but first and foremost, stuff that I'm interested in because <clears throat> if it's not something that I'm interested in, I just don't see the point in spending time like thinking about it and making an opinion because like there have been times where I have, you know, I have put out posts that were just like I know this post is going to do well, but I don't really necessarily care. And when then when you get comments that are just like negative, it's like I what a waste of my time doing that and then also like there's still people who are going to be negative about it in general, so like it was just a huge waste of time. So for that specific example, let me let me share an experience. So the the Wander Franco card. I don't know if I talked about this on any of the last podcasts. I know I talked about it on the Wander Franco episode, but it had it broke the record for tops now, and I saw somebody commenting or somebody. Uh, I forget exactly who it was. I think it was someone from the Athletic. So they were verified. I don't remember their name off the top of my head, but they were somebody verified, and they were saying that they were going through the comments and that they were very interested to see that like people were being extremely negative about the card. So I went into the comments, and I'm like, I should have just took him at his word and known that people were just being absolutely outrageously incorrect and outrageously negative about this card because like you see and cause, oh because the point that he was trying to make was like you should want to buy a card like this because you want the card not because you think that there aren't going to be a lot of buyers for the card because there was going to be like you know my prediction was a i think i said um 25k or 100k that was kind of i knew it was going to break the record for most uh tops most tops now cards printed from this year uh, but, but I thought 25k was going to be realistic, and it actually was like more like it was six. It was just below 61, or it was just below 62k, I believe was the and ended up being the print run. But so, you know, I was going into the comments of this tweet and seeing people complain about like how the card was worthless and how Tops is only in it for the money. And like all these weird comments that I'm like, if you just took two seconds to think about what you're saying, like you would realize that you're 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 incorrect you're maybe you're incorrect but but at the same time it's like they're and that's kind of the whole point their perception of this scenario is based off of their experience with the car like a lot of people were saying that this was essentially like the uh the the Keith Shore Ken Griffey Jr card which you know it, it I think it has sort of the same uh it has very – I mean, actually, no. The only thing that's similar about this card specifically is the fact that it's the highest print run. Because if you look at the if you look at the card itself, there's there wasn't any lead-up to this. Like, there wasn't uh, any real real hype around these Tops Now cards. Like, sure, the Kalenic one had, like, 13,000, and print-on-demand has had a lot of uh, – has seen a lot of increases and you know the the tops now call up card if you look at a post that i had on instagram from like august of last year it was something that was interesting to me because i because it was like a card that i felt fell in between like the first bowman and minor league cards and then like the first rookie card and pro cards and it feels like it's almost creating this new like category of card where 
there are only going to be one or two of these call-up cards that probably ever get printed, uh, not not from the print run perspective, from the perspective of, like, call-up cards, like, in the checklist itself. Like, I don't know how many more cards Wander Franco is going to have this year uh, based on the, with the call-up logo. Like, he if he has, like, a great game or hits a bunch of home runs in a game or something, he probably will get another one. But, like, if you look at overall, like, there aren't, like, if you look at the 2020 Tops Now checklist, there probably isn't a lot of Joe Adele cards on that that are called the call-up, which... Yeah, because he was in 2021 tops as the as the rookie, um, as one of the main rookies in Series One. But I'm just using him him as an example. Like I thought that it it could fall into an interesting category where it, it's never. I don't think it's ever going to be considered like a Bowman Chrome or like a first um, a first rookie card. But I felt like or like I felt like it has a chance to fall into a place where it's like a little bit less more desirable than Heritage but more desirable than, like, Gypsy Queen and Allen and Ginter, uh, just from the fact that there are specific reasons why the card... Unlike Gypsy Queen and Allen and Ginter. Now, if you like Gypsy Queen and Allen and Ginter, there's obviously a reason for you to want to buy the card. But, like, in general, that card is those cards are not necessarily ones that people view as... Uh, does, um, not not necessarily desirable, but like, and I guess it's more from an investing standpoint rather than a collector. Because if you're a collector, those are beautiful cards. So like, collect all you want. But I, I'm, I'm taking this more from an investment standpoint, I suppose, from from uh, this card. But so that's why I viewed the card that way. But that's also from my perception of doing research and looking and buying the card before that I liked. And, you know, some other people may have done something similar with the Tops Now cards, and they may have had a bad experience buying some of these cards for, for whatever reason. Like, there's, I don't think there's anything specific that I've seen pop up a bunch. But I just wanted to, you know, this podcast specifically, I think, I, I, I just have been thinking about this for a little bit, and I think it's interesting to get the get my opinion about it out there and hopefully... You know, hopefully it's something that other people think or other people have been thinking about, and maybe this will help either persuade them or they'll look at things a different in a different way. Because that's sort of what I wanted to get out. That's why I want to get this out there, essentially. Um, but I mean, that's pretty much all I've got for this episode. So I want to thank you all for listening. Make sure you go follow on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all those places. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you in the next one.